Welcome to the channel of Anna Purdue. Look for the link below the podcast and make sure to upload the podcast so you can multitask while hearing the message. And you can also look for the link and um, once you open it up, you can scroll over and select your favorite platform, Apple, Spotify, or Google, and just look for the channel Anna Purdue. A huge shout out to Neil and Lisa H., Nancy S., Angela E, Jolie R, Leonard L, and Jody F for your donations to the channel. And I want to apologize for my recent absence. I have been suffering with severe vertigo and found myself in the hospital over the weekend only to learn my insurance has eliminated the hospital from their list a month ago. So if you are able and are interested in helping this channel, or with a hospital bill, you can do so by clicking the donation link found on my website at annapurdue.com. Remember when President Trump said this? When we have the V, we have the military all lined up, and the military is going to be doing it in a very powerful way. Today, children ages 5 to 11, within every one mile radius nationwide will be getting poisoned and injured for life. Kieran Morrissey, an Irish engineer who has worked for over 22 years in a major Irish teaching hospital, has released some very important information. In summary, he says the widespread adverse effects now being seen caused by the puncture modalities, which involves mainly blood clots and associated problems like strokes and heart attacks and heart failure, have symptoms very similar to what the Marburg V can cause. Already, forces are at work in the media to claim a Marburg sickness is on the way. By sheer chance, they have a puncture modality even more deadly. The puncture modality injuries, which are growing massively by the week and will really take off when people take the boosters, will be used to create the new scare and force a new round of puncture modalities for Marburg, which will cause even more death. It is important for people to break the cycle of taking deadly puncture modalities and understand what is planned. While it would now appear from mainstream media's propaganda and the relaxation of some of the draconian restrictions on freedom that the war on the sickness craziness is being won. However, I believe that this is a ruse, reinforcement part of larger psychops to complete ongoing eugenics agenda. Features of the sickness craziness are very worrying as follows. The sickness has now been overwhelmingly proven to be just another treatable cold or flu, which was medically mismanaged by denying early treatment, which caused premature deaths in very elderly and people with underlying health conditions. This gave the misconception that there were excess deaths occurring and created mass hysteria. Mainstream media coverage of a possible lab leak heightened the fear that a perceived sudden increase in deaths could have been the result of a deadly bioweapon escape and caused further panic to develop a puncture modality to stop the spread of the sickness. It was stated that this would take at least 10 years further raising public fears. The use of the now-debunked real-time PNCNR test to diagnose the sickness produced large numbers of positive results, dubbed cases, without any symptoms. For example, 
asymptomatic infections, which is known not to exist, and this further terrorized the population. We now know that at least 97% of those positive results were false due to the excessive cycles thresholds used in testing labs. Real-time PNCNR was developed as a research tool and is considered not suitable for diagnostic purposes. New sickness mRNA and viral vector gene therapy technology puncture modalities were hastily developed. These puncture modalities were administered in a frenzy in a mass global unlicensed experiment without informed consent, causing many adverse reactions, including symptoms similar to hemorrhagic fever for like bleeding and clots. The clots and bleeding have been found to be caused by the spike proteins generated by the body in response to the modalities, and this is compounded by an undisclosed ingredient, graphene oxide, in the puncture modalities, which is also known to cause clots and bleeding. The first and second doses of the puncture modalities have now weakened the overall health of the population, as can be seen by the current situation in hospitals, which are well above capacity during the summer months, with patients suffering adverse reactions from the puncture modalities. Many patients have symptoms similar to hemorrhagic fever. The planned booster program claimed to be necessary due to waning immunity of the initial treatment plus proposed puncture modalities of children will undoubtedly cause more severe hemorrhagic fever-like symptoms that and also is going to be more widespread for sure. During my research into the false claims of excess deaths caused by this sickness and the pseudosciences which supports it, I have stumbled over some very worrying developments which I will summarize due to the urgency I feel to highlight them to the public as follows. Gates from Hell published an article on April the 22nd, 2021 titled, The Next Sickness, Marburg? There have been numerous mainstream media articles highlighting an upcoming threat, Marburg, and referencing the WHO in recent months. Marburg virus is a relatively rare hemorrhagic fever, which was first described in 1967. There have only been a total of 376 related deaths and only 16 deaths since 2005. Primer Design developed a one-step real-time test in 2018 for Marburg hemorrhagic fever. Why would they develop a test in 2018 for an illness which has not had a major outbreak since 2005? Sologenics are currently rushing to trial a ricin-rich puncture modality called Rivax for Marburg hemorrhagic fever. Rivax has fast-tracked designation for the prevention of ricin intoxication by the U.S. FDA. Approval of ricin toxin puncture modalities will utilize the FDA animal rule to eliminate the phase one, two, and three trials. Why such a rush now? 
to trial a puncture modality for which there has only been a total of 376 deaths since 1967 and only 16 deaths since 2005? The main component of the Rivax puncture modality is ricin. It is a lectin and a highly potent toxin produced in the seeds of the castor oil plant. Sologenics shareholders include BlackRock Fund Advisors, Goldman Sachs and Company, and, you know, the like of those. Ricin is very toxic if inhaled, injected, or ingested. It acts as a toxin by inhibiting protein synthesis. It prevents cells from assembling various amino acids into proteins according to the messages it receives from messenger RNA in a process conducted by the cell's ribosome, the protein-making machinery. That is the most basic level of cell metabolism, essential to all living cells and therefore to life itself. A paper titled a symptomatic infection of Marburg virus was published by the NIH in January 2021. The fabrication of the world's sickness and its apparent failure leads me to believe that there is a second phase or final solution at hand to catch the public while they are off guard. Hemorrhagic fever symptoms can be easily increased and made more visible by forcing boosters on vulnerable puncture modality injured patients who are now prisoners in hospitals and nursing homes, not to mention the vulnerable children. The hemorrhagic fever symptoms would appear as a huge Marburg sickness and could be confirmed by the new Marburg PCR test, causing mass hysteria like the world has never seen. Rybacks could be quickly deployed using the existing puncture modality infrastructure and the public would be easily convinced to take it using psychops on mainstream media. The toxic ricin in the Rivax would kill billions of people very quickly and effectively before they realized what was happening as the deaths would be attributed to Marburg hemorrhagic fever based on the symptoms. People who refused the Rivax could be labeled as asymptomatic spreaders and placed in camps like they're doing in Australia claimed to be a sickness protection measure. Let me explain a bit of history on this Marburg sickness. Marburg is the causative agent of Marburg disease, otherwise known as MVD. This is a disease with a case fatality ratio of up to 88%, but can be much lower with good patient care. Marburg disease was initially detected in 1967 after simultaneous outbreaks in Marburg and Frankfurt in Germany and in Belgrade, Serbia. Marburg and Ebola viruses are both members of the Filoviridae family. Though caused by different pathogens, the two diseases are clinically similar. Both diseases are rare and have the capacity to cause outbreaks with high fatality rates. Two large outbreaks that occurred simultaneous in Marburg and Frankfurt in Germany and in Belgrade, Serbia in 1967 led to the initial recognition of the disease. The outbreak was associated with laboratory work using African green monkeys imported from Uganda. Subsequently, outbreaks 
and sporadic cases have been reported in Angola, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Kenya, South Africa, in a person with recent travel history to Zimbabwe and Uganda. In 2008, two independent cases were reported in travelers who had visited a cave inhabited by Rosetta's rat bat colonies in Uganda. Initially, human MVB infection results were from prolonged exposure to mines or caves inhabited by the Rosetta's bat colonies. Marburg spreads through human-to-human transmission via direct contact, like through broken skin or mucous membranes with the blood secretions, organs, or other bodily fluids of infected people, and with surfaces and materials contaminated with these fluids. Healthcare workers have frequently been infected while treating patients with suspected or confirmed MVD. This has occurred through close contact with patients when infection control precautions are not strictly practiced. Transmission via contaminated injection equipment or through needle stick injuries is associated with more severe disease, rapid deterioration, and possibly a higher fatality rate. Burial ceremonies that involve direct contact with the body of the deceased can also contribute in the transmission of Marburg. People remain infectious as long as their blood contains the virus. The incubation period varies from 2 to 21 days. Illness caused by Marburg virus begins abruptly with high fever, severe headache, and severe malaise. Muscle aches and pains are a common feature. Severe watery diarrhea, abdominal pain, and cramping, nausea, and vomiting can begin on the third day. Diarrhea can persist for a week. The appearance of patients at this phase has been described as showing ghost-like drawn features, deep-set eyes, expressionless faces, and extreme lethargy. In the 1967 European outbreak, non-itchy rash was a feature noted in most patients between two and seven days after onset of symptoms. Many patients develop severe hemorrhagic manifestations between five and seven days, and fatal cases usually have some form of bleeding, often from multiple areas. Fresh blood in vomitus and feces is often accompanied by bleeding from the nose, gums, and vagina. Spontaneous bleeding at vein uh, venipuncture sites where intravenous access is obtained to give fluids or obtain blood samples can be particularly troublesome. During the severe phase of illness, patients have sustained high fevers. Involvement of the central nervous system can result in confusion, irritability, and aggression. Inflammation of one or both testicles has been reported occasionally in the late phase of disease. In fatal cases, death occurs most often between 8 and 9 days after symptom onset, usually preceded by severe blood loss and shock. It can be difficult to clinically distinguish MVD from other infectious diseases such as malaria, typhoid fever, shingleosis, meningitis, and other viral hemorrhagic fevers. Samples collected from patients are an extreme biohazard risk. Laboratory testing on non-inactivated samples should be conducted under maximum biological containment conditions. 
supportive care, rehydration with oral or intravenous fluids, and treatment of specific symptoms improves survival. Reducing the risk of human-to-human transmission in the com- community arising from direct or close contact with infected patients, particularly with their body fluids. Close physical contact with Marburg patients should be avoided. Outbreak containment measures include prompt, safe, and dignified burial of the deceased, identifying people who may have been in contact with someone infected with Marburg, and monitoring their health for 21 days, separating the healthy from the sick to prevent further spread, and providing care to confirmed patient and maintaining good hygiene and a clean environment needed to be observed. Based on further analysis of ongoing research, who recommends that male survivors of Marburg disease practice safer sex and hygiene for 12 months from onset of symptoms or until their semen twice tests negative for Marburg. In women who have been infected while pregnant, the disease persists in the placenta, amniotic fluid, and fetus. In women who have been infected while breastfeeding, the disease may persist in breast milk. Relapse, symptomatic illness in the absence of reinfection in someone who has recovered from MVD is a rare event but has been documented. Reasons for this phenomenon are not yet fully understood. Marburg transmission via infected semen has been documented up to seven weeks after clinical recovery. More surveillance data and research are needed on the risk of sexual transmission and particularly on the prevalence of viable and transmissible pathogens in semen over time. Who aims to prevent Marburg outbreaks by maintaining surveillance for Marburg disease and supporting at-risk countries to develop preparedness plans? When an outbreak is detected, who responds by supporting surveillance, community engagement, case management, laboratory services, contact tracing, infection control, logistical support and training, and assistance with safe burial practices. Remember all those coffins? Dr. Larry Pelevsky, he's a pediatrician, said that the upcoming puncture modalities for children contains the Marburg disease and plans are in motion to lay the blame on those who refuse to buy into this genocide program.